probably will my doing um a three days Holy Spirit revival. I'm recording for the sake of those who would not be able to join. So I'll paste it on the platform. Cause today, when I was waiting on the Lord, um, the Lord spoke to me and was like, son, prepare my people for the end time army. There's a massive battle coming up. And he wants the children of God to be prepared. And for us to be prepared, we need to be in line with the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that prepares us. It is the Holy Spirit that guides us. It's the Holy Spirit that helps us to live um, a successful kingdom life on earth. So if you are a believer, you are a child of God, and you cannot um, fellowship or have intuition into the spirit, then it means there's a big problem. When you read the Bible, the Bible says that Jesus, before he ascended to the throne in heaven, he said, I will not leave you as orphans, but I will send the paracletos, that is the Holy Spirit, in another version, the comforter, the helper, who will guide you into all things, who will be with you. So it means that as a New Testament Christian believer, child of the kingdom, it is important to have the Holy Spirit. So um, from today, we're going to have a series on the Holy Spirit, touching on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, um, how to hear in the Spirit, how to, I mean, work, serve in the Spirit, how to worship in the Spirit. I mean, there's a lot of things that we need to do as end-time believers. I remember in John, when Jesus met the Samaritan woman, she said, our fathers have been worshipping, and we, we already know what you are talking about, when he was talking about worship. And he said, the time is coming where true believers are going to worship in spirit and in truth. Um, that is a whole sermon on its own. And I strongly believe that we are in a times where it is not sufficient, it is not enough for you to read the Bible it is not enough even for the church to be telling the, the story or the letter of the Bible. I mean, these are stories. These are ancient words. But you need the Holy Spirit to pick up what is written and make it living for you to be able to enjoy the blessings. Sure. And that will only work if you are in the spirit. So um, I think for consecutive, consecutive weeks to come, we are going to touch on, I mean, I've already highlighted them on how to serve in the spirit, how to hear in the spirit, spiritual gifts, the spiritual office, spiritual ministry. So you could know where you fall into and you'll be able to work the work that the father in heaven wants you to do. Being able to deal with altars, the Bible says that when an evil spirit is cast out, it goes out and it comes back and it realizes if the place is swept clean, it goes back and finds seven stronger spirits, more wicked than it's more stronger, more cunning. And it comes back and it's former states. I mean, 
the latter state is more dangerous than the former state. So it means that if you've dealt with altars, if, if you prayed, God has forgiven your sins, probably you were having some issues with addiction, you are having anything that didn't make you um, leave your Christian life fulfilled. And through prayers and by the power of the Holy Spirit, it has been cast out. You need to fill yourself up with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says Jesus was full of the Spirit. Okay, so you need to fill that empty space. So now hunger for the things of the Spirit. Fill up your life with the Word and the Spirit. Okay, so um, tonight I want us to just touch on something. On, on um, I think it's going to be on the part of five or six. I don't know how the Holy Spirit will lead, but we are looking at the Holy Spirit, how to serve in the Spirit. How to serve in the Spirit. So, um, I want us to open our Bibles to um, Romans chapter 1, verse 19. I'm going to read something from there, Romans chapter 1, verse 19. You see, um, serving in the Spirit, to serve with the Spirit, when, when you look up the Hebrew word to serve, um, it has a lot of translations. I mean, to submit, to um, fill the office, to wait on, to serve. It's, it's something to wait on, to submit. That is why um, serving requires a lot of humility. It requires a lot of humility. So um, for you to be able to serve in the spirit, you need to come to a state where you humble yourself the old nature, you humble the Adamic nature, you humble the, the, the flesh. See, so you humble the flesh. The Holy Spirit can only work within you when that nature comes down. See? So um, Romans chapter 1 verse 9, it makes us understand. It says, For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit, in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing, I make mention of you always in prayer. Now, this is Apostle Paul writing to the church of Romans, telling them that he serves God in spirit. You see, he serves God in spirit. That means that, um, one, God is spirit. You should know that God is a spirit. God is a spirit. According to John, chapter one, um, the verse is um, John, um, Romans chapter one, verse nine. Romans chapter nine, verse nine. Romans chapter one, verse nine, and it says that God, God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit, with my spirit. You see. You serve God with your spirit. So these are the key words. Serve with your spirit. God is a spirit according to Romans, um, John chapter 4, verse 24. So it means that, one, we have a God who is a spirit. God is not a man. He's not a woman. He's not a man. No, he's not. He's not like us. He's a spirit according to John chapter 4, verse 24. So if God is a spirit, how do we serve a spirit? You can't serve a spirit with your, I mean, with your normal mind. You have to serve him with your spirit. 
And this brings us to a part where I said that we are spirit beings. Um, you cannot say that you are immortal. No, I mean, you are, you are living in a mortal realm, but you are not immortal. You are a spirit being on earth. A spirit being on earth within a vessel called a body. A spirit being on earth within a vessel called a body. So I wrote something down which says um, the spirit of a man is a real spiritual being. Um, it is the God-conscious part of man, capable of knowing God and carrying out his purpose. It is the God-conscious part of man, capable of knowing God and carrying out his purpose. So whatever prayer you pray on earth, whether it's healing, whether it's miracle, whether it's, I mean, favor, whether it's traveling, whether it's sound mind, it is your spirit that will make that possible. Without that, it is impossible. Do you get it? So you need to acknowledge the spirit. And we are in a times where we find a lot of believers, Christians, especially now that we are in the end times, the spirit and the flesh is battling. We have people battling with the spirit. God's spirit is speaking to us each day, but we are battling with it. We are confusing it. We are, we are, we are confusing it with the things that we see around. I mean, there's a lot of voices speaking, speaking to us. And we need to what, um, be able to streamline what we hear. So um, I want us to touch on something that I talked about. Um, open your Bibles to um, Luke chapter 1, verse 47. For us to appreciate this, we need to understand what is the spirit. Because um, we have two things. I would say that this world is based on a supernatural, more like it's a spiritual. We have the physical, that's the natural, and we have the supernatural, that is the spiritual realm. And if we have a supernatural or the spiritual realm, it means we have a lot of spiritual beings. Mankind is a spiritual being. Um, we have other spiritual beings. And when you read Luke chapter 1, verse 47, um, it talks about Mary, um, having an encounter with a spiritual being that is an angel. We are going to touch on that, an angel. Angels are spiritual beings. They are spirits. It says that, and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior. You see, my spirit. But when you read the preceding verse, the, the verse that comes before it, it talks about my soul who praise the Lord. So Mary made mention, when you read the 46, it says, my soul praises the Lord. And it was 37, it says, my what? My spirit will praise the Lord. So it means this man is made up of three, three entities. It means made up of the body, the spirit, and the soul. The spirit, the body, and the soul. The spirit, the body, and the soul. So if you can fully understand what your spirit is and have that mindset that I am a spirit being within a body and having a soul, that helps me to live within this world. Life on earth becomes easy. But 
mankind or human beings have spent about, um, I say, majority of that lifetime on earth, say 80% of your time, understanding how your body and the soul works, neglecting how the spirit works. So when the enemy pushes arrows and the enemy pushes um, certain things into your spirit, because the enemy works in the spiritual realm, okay? It works. He said the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. By a mighty through God for pulling out strongholds, they are not carnal. So if they are not carnal and you are trying to live your life in a carnal realm, you will always have issues. So you have to understand what works beyond the carnal. How can I dominate beyond the carnal? Because God made me as a spirit. When you go back to Genesis chapter 1, 26 downwards, and even chapter 2, it says God created Adam and Eve in his image. What is the image? The image is God as a spirit. When you come to John chapter 4, verse 24, God is a spirit. And they that worship him should what? Worship him in spirit and in truth. So in spirit, it means that there are a lot of Christians that are not worshiping God in spirit. They are worshiping God with their carnal mind. They are worshiping God carnally. Okay, carnally. And when we say carnally, it's like not serving God, not serving God how he wants things to be or how he proclaims things to be done. Okay. And um, I believe that it will take active understanding of what your spirit is to be able to serve God in these end times. Um, when you look at um, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, I want us to read something there, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Um, it highlights something very salient that um, I believe that it would be a point can build a series from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. And I read, do you not know that yourself are, the, are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? Said, so do you not know that you are a temple and that God's spirit lives in you? See, so you are a temple. The body is a temple. So somebody will say that, oh, I don't know why, um, I mean, drinking is bad. I don't know why smoking is bad. I don't know why, I mean, Masturbating is bad. I don't know why being angry is bad. I mean, because you're a temple. And any temple needs to be kept holy. And in this end times, one of the cardinal signs that the enemy or the Antichrist is preparing before he comes or she comes, whatever system comes in, is um, holiness, unholiness. We make sure that um, last will be the order of the day. So I'm not surprised that we find a lot of people misbehaving. I mean, going contrary to what God hates. So you find people, I mean, if they are married, have an affair. If they are not, I mean, messing up around. They have a time called hooking up, hooking up around. I mean, it's easy for them to do whatever they do without any remorse, without anything pricking their mind. Especially the young generation. I mean, pornography, I think yesterday I was, I think this week I was talking with one um, um, friend of mine, and he said, I mean, the latest rating comes up that um, Ghana, Ghana tops up the rate at which people watch pornography. And I was like, wow, that's, that's, that's something. Recently, we were second in 
than the most um, peaceful country. Now, that's one of the statistics. I don't know how true it is, but it tells something that um, sexual sin is being promoted. And the Bible makes us understand, God makes us understand through his word that no one can see God if they are not holy. You see? So um, we need to come to a point where we understand that we are a spirit because God's spirit lives in us. God created us in his image. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, that our body is the temple. So this um, excus, um, skeleton, I don't know how to put it if I'm right, is housing God's spirit. So you are made of a body, soul, and spirit. So this is how I define it. Um, the spirit that you have is for God. So it is God's spirit. Because in Genesis, God breathed into you. Now, the spirit can only operate within the earth realm or in the world through what? The man or through the vessel called the body. So all spirits need a vessel. That is why when Jesus or God was coming to the earth, he needed Mary, a vessel, to be able to enter this realm. So when demons are also operating, they also need what? A vessel. That is why when Jesus crossed over to the other side in the Gospels, it says that he met a man of God and he was filled with what? A legion, demons, evil spirits. And when he was casting them out, he was like, don't send them out like that. We want to enter into the pigs. And the Bible says he cast them out into the pigs. And the pigs were, they went into what? The the sea so demons and i mean angels i mean sometimes they come in human form you see as i was talking with one of my daughters and i mean there was this angel that came as a as a bed and i saw it you see sometimes you can see demons enter into certain animals and they'll come around they come around and they start messing up and you cannot discern if your spirit, if you do not understand what the spirit is, especially in this end times that the enemy has prepared, has prepared his people, has his army, it's already prepared. I mean, in the next decade from 2021 to 2030, I've been telling people who are close to me that that timeline for the next 10 years, the next decade, things are going to be very, very, very hard if you don't know how to live in the spirit because the structures, now they are putting the structures for the Antichrist to come in. So everything that you see, everything that you hear will be confirmation of every prophetic word that God has said in his word for the Antichrist. And when the Antichrist comes, you realize that the coming of the Lord is very, very, very near. So um, um, we talked about the body, house, and the spirit of God. Um, when you look at Hebrews chapter 1, verse 7, and Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14, it talks about angels. So another form of spirits. When you read Hebrews chapter 1, verse 7 and 14, it talks about angels being what spirits. So it means in the realms of the spirit, we have angels, we have man, and we have God, and we have demons. Okay. So touching on the angels, the angels... We have, it's believed theologically that the angels that fell when Lucifer 
um, revolted against God and was cast down. They became the principalities, demons, and those things. That one is for another lesson on demonology. Okay. But angels are spirit beings. Okay. When you read um, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 7, um, uh, verse 14 also says that angels are ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation. So the ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation. And you and I, we are the heirs of salvation. But for angels to minister to you, I mean, you need to understand the realms of the spirit. You need to be able to communicate in the realms of the spirit. Um, for about, I mean, this year I've been having angelic encounters, especially this week has been prevalent after prayers, when we're praying about um, angel, the ministrations of angels. I mean, there's no idea that I don't see an angel walk into my room and give me a message. You see, you need to have it. I remember I used to desire it. I used to desire it. I mean, people could say it, but you need to pray, seek the face of God. And as you are living holy, the, the realm of the supernatural opens because it takes holiness. You see, and once it opens up to you, it becomes very easy. So the Bible says that um, um, angels, according to um, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14, is that are not angels ministering spirits? So know that spirits send to serve those who inherit salvation. So spirits serve. Spirits serve. They are ministering spirits which serve who? Um, inheritance of what salvation so anyone who has inherited salvation what is salvation salvation is jesus if you have inherited jesus then they are supposed to minister to you so it means that once you believe that jesus is the son of god he died he rose and he defeated sin automatically you are an heir of salvation knowing that you open up that realm for you to be able to what? Deploy angels, to send angels on assignment, to have angels surround you. And that is why the prophets of old, they understood that. So you need to have that mental illumination, that mental awakening, knowing that, hey, I am a child of God. I believe in Jesus. I have received the salvation. If I've received it, then it means that angels are to minister to me. Angels are to minister to me. So let's test this theory. If Why will angels minister to me? Okay. So the Bible says Jesus is the outer finisher of our faith. He establishes our faith. He finishes our faith. Okay. So let's look at Jesus. The Bible says that he was led by the spirit into the mountains to fast 40 days and 40 nights. And that was a spiritual act. A spiritual being, a deity coming in the flesh of what? Man. Okay. Partaking a spiritual act that is fasting for 40 days. And the Bible says, when you read the Gospels, there's one synoptic gospel that talks about Jesus being tempted after 40 days. Another one says that he was tempted each day by the devil. Okay. So it means each day. He was being tempted. And another one says that after the 40 days, he was tempted. The devil came. Satan came to him. That means that 
anytime spirits, a spirit being goes, or wherever there's a spiritual exercise, they are spirit beings operating. So whenever the word of God is going, they are spirits operating. They are angels operating. They are demons operating. Whenever anyone carrying a spirit goes, certain things happen. When a Christian prays, angels are around, demons are around. When a Christian goes to sleep, angels are around, demons are around. You can never have a spirit being without having this aspect working. So you should put that in your mind that in the next phase, for you to be able to live a victorious life, you need to know the realm you're operating in. You are not operating alone. So don't put it at the back of your mindset that I am blessed. I mean, I have money. Um, uh, my dad has money. My dad, my mom has money. I mean, that money is, is irrelevant if you don't know your value in the spirit. Okay. So he said, God is spirit. And those who worship him should worship him in spirit and in truth. So we are treating, how can you serve in a spirit? You need to know these spirit beings. So uh, I wrote something. I said, God created spirit of a man and embodied it in a physical human body. So um, you should know that you are a spirit in a body. Okay. You are a spirit in a body. Um, Paul made it very, very simple. See, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, that one, anyone who has received Christ as their Lord, a personal Savior, and has come to that understanding, you have been re regenerated. You have been created anew. And your spirit is now, he called it the inward man or the inner man, inward man, being your spirit. And the outward man, that is your body, or that's the carnal part be in your body, okay? So most of the times, what we face, what we face is this. We are praying, but we are praying through our carnal mind. And the carnal mind deals with the body and deals with the soul. Now I say that the soul is like the software that enables the phone to operate, okay? So how do I put it? I believe we all have phones. So yeah. you pick up your phone, you pick up your phone like this. The phone is the body and the software on it is the soul. Okay. So if it's an Android, if it's an iOS, um, um, Apple phone, it means that the iOS software is the soul. So if you have an issue with your um your Android updates, it renders the phone useless. So you can't use the phone, okay? That is why you need the internet to connect to the source to download updates. That is how the faith works, how it's like Christianity works. Your body is your phone. The, um, the Android version or the iOS version is your soul. But you need the internet, the Holy Spirit, to connect to the source, to update yourself each time, to add on new softwares, to add WhatsApp, healing, to add um, Instagram, probably um, um, prosperity, to add um, Snapchat or probably, what do I say? All these social media devices or applications onto your phone, you need the internet. So you need to understand how the internet works. You need to understand um, how you can top up your bundle 
if your data package goes down, you have to top it up. Without internet, you cannot connect to Zoom. Without, I mean, the internet cannot connect to, I mean, whatever application. So you need to understand how that works. And that will take understanding of the word. That will take prayer. That will take holiness. Okay. So um, tonight, I want us to understand that the inward man, that is your spirit, um, for you to be able to come to a point you can serve God, there are three things that I want us to note. These are the three things. Whatever I've said, if you don't understand anything, remember these three things. You see, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to merge or join with your spirit. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to merge or join with your spirit. To merge or join with your spirit. To merge or join with your spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 16. Romans chapter 8, verse 16. That talks about the spirit of God joining with your spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 16. Romans chapter 8, verse 16. See, most people, they are, they are not having the Holy Spirit. I mean, they are doing everything without the Holy Spirit. So they are waking up in the morning without the Holy Spirit. They are waking up with their phones. Most of them, they are sleeping without the Holy Spirit. They are taking decisions without the Holy Spirit. And if you do that, you cannot succeed. So the Bible says that the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are what? Children of God. In other translations, I think the Berings, the Berings translation, I don't know if it's that one. It says that the spirit joins. And if you look at the spirit, the spirit is capital. It says the spirit, that is God's spirit, joins with our spirit. That is a small capital. And bears witness that we are children. So until the Holy Spirit and your spirit merges, you cannot understand certain things, you see. So for one, allow the Holy Spirit to join or merge with your spirit. Then when that is done, that is where you can worship in spirit and in truth. You see, that is where you can worship in spirit and truth. According to John chapter 4, verse 24. John chapter 4, verse 24. So worship in spirit and in truth. It's a process. Worship in spirit and in your truth. So once the Holy Spirit joins with your spirit, you can easily worship the Father. Anytime you lift up your voice, you pray, the Holy Spirit is the one that's connecting you to the Father. In, in, in the analogy that I made, it's the internet that will connect you to the Apple store, the Android store, whatever it is, it connects you. So, and God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him. We worship in the spirit and in truth. So in the spirit, that is where you are made to be in the spirit. So when you are worshiping, when you are reading the Bible, when you are praying, you don't use your normal mindset, the logics, the things that moves, the oppressions of this world. I mean, People will say that, how can man walk on water? But you need the Holy Spirit to direct you to walk on water. How can man fly? There's a realm coming the next 10 years. We start seeing people flying. And people will say that, oh, I mean, what's this? Is it magic? But it's not magic. It's a realm in the spirit. 
But for you to get there, you need to build up yourself. You, you need to allow the Holy Spirit to merge with your spirit and God to release certain updates into your what? Your, your phone, into your software. And the last one is self in the spirit. Romans chapter one, verse nine. After worshiping, after being merged, you need to serve. You see, you need to serve other people. So what are Christians or kingdom people supposed to do? Jesus Christ did not come and die to save only you. He came to save you, that you will save your father, your mother, your auntie. I mean, a brother, a sister, a colleague worker. I mean, a fellow student that you were studying with. I mean, look at the world, their love. I mean, people going through a lot of things. People are going through sickness. People are dying. And you are supposed to serve them with the gifts that the Holy Spirit will give you. You see, so tonight, um, I just want us to understand that in this end times, God wants us to serve with our spirit. He wants us to worship with him in the spirit. He wants us to allow the Holy Spirit to join with our spirit and take over our, our mind, our body, spirit, and soul, that we will be able to live that victorious life. Amen.